Hello and welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association Urban Missionary Training Center. Today we'll be answering a question, what historic event took place in 2007? It was the first time in world history that this had, ha had ever happened. We'll be also looking at a question, how does this 2007 historic event influence our effort for evangelism, discipleship, church planting, and leader development? Those are very good questions. Many people have no idea that this shift took place in 2007, but it influences how we think about church planting and other activities. This information comes from various United Nations reports. For the first time in the world's history, the number of urban dwellers will equal the number of rural dwellers in 2007. That was a projection from 2001 to 2007. They were looking ahead and said for the first time in world history that this is going to take place, that there will be an equal number of rural and urban dwellers. Then going on in that report, the United Nations reports that on a worldwide level, almost all of the population growth for the next 30 years will take place in urban areas. They were predicting that by 2030, almost all of the world's population growth would take place in urban areas. We're only eight years from 2030, and the majority of the world's population growth has taken place in urban contexts. Another report goes on to say, in 2008, the world reached an invisible, mo momentous milestone for the first time in history. More than half of its human population, 3.3 billion people, live in urban areas. By 2030, it is expected to swell to almost 5 billion people. The United Nations goes on to say, in the next, few, the next few decades, we'll see an unprecedented scale of urban growth in the developing world. By 2030, the towns and cities of the developing world will make up 81% of urban humanity. As of November 2020, 56.2% of the global population now lives in cities. Why is this important? We look at the chart and we see the column on the left is 1950. 70 years later in 2020, we see the growth of, in the column on the right in, in urban population. Urban populations made up the highest share in North American countries. 83.6% of residents lived in cities in 2020. I also wrote in a paper in 2003, at one time the United States was considered a melting pot of all the nations who settled here. Today the United States is a stew with many large sections of people groups who have not fully assimilated into the main culture. At one time the United States was considered a melting pot where people from all over the world came and assimilated into a common culture. What we find today is completely the opposite. People come from all parts of the world into the United States, but do not assimilate into the main culture of the United States. 
There are people who have lived here for decades who still do not speak English, who still do not access certain parts of our country because they have not assimilated into the overall culture of the United States. What does this information mean for us? Here's some things to consider. Obviously, in this presentation, we're saying that our world is increasingly urban, and that's based upon the facts in this presentation. We should learn who lives in our context. We need to know who's in our neighborhood, who lives in our cities, because the scriptures tell us that everybody in God's plan needs to hear the gospel. That means that we should encounter different languages and different cultures. We'll talk about that in another presentation. We should also begin to think in terms of people groups. That typically is not our thinking pattern when it comes to looking at our neighborhoods, but we need to begin to think in terms of people groups. Some other things that we should consider. We should think of in terms of reproducibility. What are we doing that is reproducible by those that we reach? Indigeneity, meaning that we should consider the culture and the context in which the gospel is communicated. We do not want to be offensive to anyone in their culture. It's easy to be offensive to somebody in their culture when we do not know their culture. And we do things unknowingly that are offensive or communicate the wrong message. We need to do things that are non-dependent, meaning we need to create self-sufficient Christians who can feed themselves from God's Word from day one so that they don't depend on anyone else. That doesn't mean that they're not connected with a local body or have a prayer group or a Bible study group. It just means that they know how to feed themselves from God's Word. We need to think in terms of persecution-resistant methods and strategies. Persecution is coming. It's here and it's going to increase. We need to think in terms of strategies and methods that are persecution resilient. Other things that we should be thinking about. We should learn new missionary ministry methods and strategies such as prayer walking, house church, small groups, biblical but non-traditional styles of discipleship leadership development. Many other things that we could list here. Other things to consider. We should be an expert on our geographical area. We should be an expert in the sense of knowing who lives in our geographical area and what it's going to take to effectively communicate the gospel message in a way that they can understand and receive the gospel. We need to learn how to communicate the gospel in different cultures, among different faiths and in different contexts. If we can help you in any way, we would love to. We can come to your church and help you discuss these issues and work through different methods and different strategies that would make your church more effective in the community around it. Thank you for watching this video. We hope that you'll watch some of the other videos in the Urban Missionary Training Center.